So, how do you find joy in these very troubling times? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I asked that question for a very good reason. On a program like this, and, and many others that I, I watch or I listen to as a podcast or on radio, all of us that are called into this ministry as a watchman, we're dealing with some very difficult issues that can really, really beat you down. My wife has said this to me on a number of occasions. How do you, how do you read all this stuff? How do you digest all of this? Take it all inside of you and then try to produce a radio program. And you're just spending hours a day in this worldly mess in the trenches with sin, and that's really what it boils down to, in evil, the things that we have to fight. From the lies, the literally mass information, which is kind of a national hypnosis of people in fear and people not knowing what to do, those caught in the middle, we talked about that the other day. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's something we have to do in making sure you are, you're equipped with information that is accurate. I work hard on this program not to just jump on a sensational headline. There are things that I may think are true, but I'm not certain. And if I'm not certain, I'm not going to share it with you until I am very comfortable with the information that I have. I want you to be able to listen to this program and fully be able to depend upon its contents. And I'm recognizing three things. Number one, we have to keep on keeping on. Number two, we need to expand the outreach of this ministry and others like it. This is not about just me. And part of that expanding ministries are to have other voices, whether they're audio, radio, video, whatever the case may be, We need them. We also need sanctuary places, whether they're online or some other form, to keep us connected, to keep us encouraged, to keep us grounded into God's Word that we can become a prayerful and obedient people. It's not always easy to do. And when you deal every day in the negativity, it can wear upon your body, mind, and spirit. Today in the Wednesday edition, I welcome once again our friend Jim Calhoun to the microphone. And Jim's going to share a number of things on his heart and mind, but one of the things that Jim is going to be sharing with you, in essence, is finding peace and sanctuary in all these difficult times. Jim, it's all yours. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. It seems like every time I come on Truth to Ponder lately, things have been kind of, I would say, in turmoil before I come on and record a show. I watch a video or a bunch of videos that disturb me, or I read an article that is chronicling some of the things that are happening today that have me pretty upset. And so sometimes I get on the microphone and I get on my soapbox and stand there and rant and rave, and I really appreciate you folks putting up with me. And I really want to thank Bob Bierman for having the faith in me to allow me to speak to his audience. 
Today I'm going to take things in a little bit different direction. And it's not because I haven't been studying. It's not because I haven't seen some things that disturb me. I just came to the realization that if we let nothing stand in the way between us and Almighty God, and let nothing stand between us and our joy, then we win. So this show today, I'm going to talk about joy. I'm going to talk about victory. Because we have so many things to be thankful for. Now, recently, we just had the election in Virginia and also in New Jersey. And I don't even want to touch on that because that's all man-made. That's all temporary. The victory and the joy I want to talk about is long-term and some of it eternal. It seems like as we go through life day by day, there's always these things that the enemy, who is Satan, throws up against us to try to steal our joy, to try to turn us away from God, to try to make us feel like we don't matter, like we're non-essential. And the government coming out and telling people they're non-essential is just an extension of the system that's horribly broken and run by people right now that I feel are Satanists. And one thing that Satan has always done to try to steal our joy is to make us feel unimportant, to make us feel irrelevant, to make us feel non-essential. And so if you start feeling like you are one of those things, non-essential, non-important, know that that thought may not even be your own. That thought might be placed there by the enemy. If you're listening to something on social media or television or just the internet in general that makes you feel insignificant, makes you feel like you're all alone, know to recognize that the spirit that gave that to you is not the spirit that you want to follow. And even more than that, it's not a spirit that you want to believe. And believing in faith mean everything to mankind. If you have no faith, if you have no belief, then really what do you have? In my opinion, you don't have much or you have nothing. And so, as Satan goes out day by day to try to steal our joy, steal our faith, make us feel like we're uncertain about our own selves, we have to reject that. We have to live in the victory that we've already achieved. We achieved this victory long ago when Jesus went to the cross. So no matter what, we already have victory. And no matter what, we always have joy. And no matter what, God is providing us with joy whether we see it and feel it or not. It's there. There's joy in every sunrise. There's joy in every sunset. There's a joy of holding your children or your grandchildren. There's a joy of watching something that makes you laugh. There's a joy of seeing an old friend. There's a joy of watching an eagle soar overhead. There's a joy of the stars and the moon and the entire universe that's laid before us each night. There's joy in all of God's creation. And bird singing is just another form of God showing us joy. If you have a pet, let's say a dog, 
and you come home at night from work. The dog meets you at the door with joy. We have joy shown to us all day, every day. We just have to see it. And just because the victory that we have came long before we were born doesn't mean that we're disconnected from it. Now, we might not feel that joy if someone cuts us off in traffic or we get laid off from our job or whatever happens. We may not feel that joy, but there still is victory. There still is joy. And right now with the tyrants and the mandates and the absolute corruption and evil that has gripped this whole world, it's really hard to see all of the joy. It's really hard to feel it. But it's there. Each day as we get up and face a new day, we face new challenges. But just as God refreshes us at night in our sleep, He also wants to refresh us all day. But we disconnect. We are the ones that disconnect from this joy. We disconnect from the victory. I'm not trying to be a sunshine pumper today. And as usual, I want to keep things real. And just as real as all the problems that we have today on this earth, just as real as all that, we have the flip side. The joy is real. The sacrifice that Jesus made for mankind is real. The love God has for us is real. Every day the sun comes up. Every day a bird sings. Every day we see tall prairie grass blowing in the wind. We're reminded that God is in control. God is good. And we need to not only embrace that for ourselves, we need to reach out to others that are hurting. I realize there's lots of people out there who are very depressed right now. Lots of people feel alone. There's lots of people that feel like they've just been abandoned by everybody and everything. I'm aware of lots of loneliness right now. But you're never alone. Ever. I know that you're never alone because of the presence of Almighty God. But I think some of the people who are feeling this loneliness feeling the separation. They need to reach out to other people who are feeling the same thing. I guess you would call it a buddy system. Because no matter how bad you're feeling, there's always someone that feels worse. And no matter how good you feel, there's always someone who feels better. Everything's just kind of in the middle. Sometimes we're on the happy end of it, sometimes we're not. But we need to be a beacon of light And one way we can be a beacon of light is by being encouraging to those who need it. And I truly feel that in times like these, almost everyone needs it right now. There's so many people that have small businesses that are on the verge of failing, and it's not their fault. They did nothing wrong. We have tyrant politicians who are trying to shut down businesses left and right. Right now you have people who have worked at a job for 15 to 20 years or even more that are being told get the vaccine jab or be fired. And if they're fired, they're going to lose all their benefits. I just heard of a man today that has 22 years in. He's got one more year to retirement and they have a mandate, get the jab or be fired and lose your benefits. And he's already told his wife, I've spent my working life building this career 
but I don't care. I'm walking away. I'm going to stand up for my principles. And I have to applaud that man. You might say, wow, what a what an idiot he is for walking away from all this pension money. There are things in life that are worth more than money. And it's not just pride. I'm not talking about pride. I'm talking about character. And if you truly feel that injecting so-called vaccines that have aborted baby parts in it, if you if you're fine with that, then you know, that's your opinion. But this man's not fine with that. And neither am I. So I have to applaud him because he's really put some skin in the game. He's putting his money where his mouth is, literally. And people like that need our support. And every time I come on Truth to Ponder, I talk about people that tell the truth and how we have to support them. We have to be an encourager to all the folks out there that are trying to spread truth. And I do my best to always spread truth. Now, sometimes I fall short. Sometimes I don't do my research. I come up with something that I think is rock solid and find out later that I needed to research it a little bit farther. So I try really hard to hold back until I'm very sure of something before I say it. And lots of the things I say on this show are just purely opinion. And I know everyone has an opinion, and some people may not agree with me. And that's fine, because that's the beauty of being in a free society. You can like this, and I can like that, but we both can get along. You can think that one way is better, I can think another way is better, but we can still be friends. That's the way social structure should work. But right now, the tyrants and the spirit of Antichrist that's all over our so-called leadership is trying to divide us. And there again, that's to try to steal our joy. I spend an awful lot of time by myself. And when you spend a lot of time alone, you have lots of time to think. And the reason I spend a lot of time by myself is I'm out with the cows or I'm out on a tractor and I do everything old school. I farm like you would have back in the late 1940s through the mid-1950s. And so a lot of people look at me and they think, wow, what's this guy? He's he's pretty antique. Well, I do that for many reasons, but one of the main reasons is that's what I can afford. And also, I do my own repair work. And I can repair the older machinery. I can build my own parts and I can weld it all together. And so I do my best to try to stay within my abilities as a mechanic and my abilities as far as finances to run my operation. And it seems like right now, machinery from like 1935 to 1975, that's pretty well where I'm stuck. As a matter of fact, I just got me a new tractor. Well, new to me. It's a 1944 International H, and I'm just tickled pink. Because the implements that I have, most of them, are from the mid-1940s through the early 1950s. So it's a perfect match. But I don't want to stray too far from the point I'm trying to make. The point is that I spend a lot of time out alone, pretty well connected to nature. I'm either standing in the green grass, or I'm on a tractor mowing, raking, and baling the grass. Because my operation is a cow operation, and I have to harvest hay to feed my cows. 
but I spend an awful lot of time so I can reflect. And having tractors with no cabs, I'm out in the sun, I'm out in the wind, and I'm kind of at one with all the nature that's around me. And I never cease to marvel at God's beautiful creation from the clouds, the stars, and the beauty of each day. God has left his signature everywhere. And that gives me joy. It gives me strength. You know, there are things that are bigger than ourselves. There are things that are bigger than the tyrants, things bigger than the governments. There's things bigger than the whole earth. What happens here in our time period means an awful lot to us. But in reality, it doesn't really matter that much. We think everything revolves around the situations we're in and the times that we're entering into as far as these times of trouble. But the Bible says this too shall pass, and it will. We're going to get through this. We're either going to get through this being very bitter and sour and disillusioned, which at times I'm all three. I'm going to admit that. Or we're going to get through this with the knowledge that we're loved, that we're needed as far as being in the scheme of things, because if we weren't needed, we wouldn't be here in the first place. God has a reason for all of us. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean that that's not the case. As I reflect on each day after I get done with it, I always feel inadequate. I always feel like I should have got more done. I always feel like I didn't quite give it my all, even though I know I did. I get up out of bed working. I work all day. I very rarely take a break. And when I do take a break, I keep my breaks down to about three to five minutes, and then I go right back to work. And so I know that I'm putting in the time, and I know I'm putting in the effort. And I have to realize that I've done my best that day. And all we can do, any of us, is our best. So if you do your best to do anything that you're doing that day, whether it be a job or a project of any sort, and it doesn't go well for you, that you don't get anything accomplished, that you still did your best, you need to lean on the fact that you did your best. We can do no better than our best. And if you didn't do your best, well, then tomorrow, it's time to do your best. Getting back to the joy. I think that Satan wants to steal all of our joy because when we don't have our joy, we feel disconnected. And the disconnection that Satan wants is us to feel disconnected from God. And during times like these, which are hard, these struggles we're going through, the tyranny and the just the evil. It's real easy to feel disconnected from God. And I do think we have a psychological operation that's being leveled against us to try to steal our joy, to try to make us give up, to try to make us submit to what the tyrants want us to do. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that, that you lose sight of the fact that you are loved. You lose sight of the fact that you're needed, you're wanted. And Bob often talks about Christians getting together and 
having their own communities, not like in a compound or having a leader. He's not talking about that. He's talking about just society in general of having groups of Christians who fellowship together and do business together, but they're not connected as far as compounds and cults and all that. He's not talking about that. But that kind of community spirit is needed right now just to help encourage each other. I'm just talking about showing people that you care. I touched before about the businesses that are being forced to close, and lots of these people have done their best, but still, they don't have the customers, or they're not allowed to open in some places, or when they were not allowed to open, they went so far in the hole they can't dig out. And a lot of these people are blaming themselves because their business is on the verge of failure, but it's not their fault. So we need to reach out to these people, these business people. I do all of my business with small independent companies. I do absolutely no business with the Walmarts of the world or any of the big box stores. I just don't go, I just don't use them. I personally just don't shop there. Where I do shop is very small family owned businesses. And I find they're so grateful for my loyalty that I always get a better deal than I would at a big box store. There's one business that I frequent. When I go up to pay at the cash register, the owner of the store always says, well, you know, you're a great customer. I'm going to give you 25% off today. And he'll knock 25% off the entire bill. I don't ask him for that, but he does that out of the goodness of his heart. And out of the goodness of my heart, I'm loyal to him, and I buy everything from his store that I can. And what I can't buy from my small businesses, I simply do without, because I'm not going to fund the tyrants. I'm not going to fund the destruction of the small business people in this country. And so I'm going to support them all the way. But that's kind of what Bob was talking about, is being a Christian community, is supporting each other in that way, to where you go to Christian-owned businesses, that we congregate with fellow believers, and we do business with people who are fellow believers. I think that in time, we are going to see a separate society from what is considered mainstream. And I also think that the quote-unquote mainstream society is going to suffer to the point where they're not going to be the dominant society. I think that people who are sane and rational, people who love God and people who support each other, are going to be the dominant society. And when I say dominant, I'm not meaning controlling anybody or not saying to try to use that as a club against anybody. But I think that what I'm saying is, Showing joy and showing compassion and showing support for people is going to be contagious. And people are hungry for that. I think they're going to gravitate towards people who are positive and have joy and spread that joy. So as we go through each day, we need to put our best foot forward. We need to show people our joy. We need to show them that we know that we're not alone. We need to show people that we know that we are loved. And we also need to show them that they are not alone. And we need to show them that they are loved. 
all the terrible things that are happening in the world today, there is an answer to it. It's called patience, determination, love, understanding, and supporting each other. Those things outweigh the evil and the deceit and the lies. So if we walk in truth and walk in love and we support others and we encourage others to walk in truth and walk in love and we encourage each other and we have each other's back, we stand in the gap for each other, we look out for each other and we point out the beauty that is this world. All of the tyrants and governments in the world cannot take away the fact that I'm a citizen of heaven and I follow God Almighty. They can't take away my faith. They can't take away who I am. They can't take away my freedom. They just can't do it. They can't take away my rights because they didn't give me the rights to begin with. God gave me my rights. God gives me my joy. God gives me my strength. Everything comes from Almighty God. And the sacrifices that Jesus made for us at the cross were not done in vain. And we should never take those sacrifices for granted. And I would ask all of the listeners to Truth to Ponder to please consider reaching out to people who are needing some encouragement, needing some love, needing some understanding. And there are certain truths out there that are undeniable. And one of the things that's true more than any other is that God loves you. And if you take time to really analyze that and think about it, that God loves you, God cares for you. That's pretty awesome. So if you have someone cut you off in traffic, God still loves you. God still cares for you. And if you get a bill in the mail that you don't think you can pay, God still loves you. That's how we have to think about things right now. We have to understand that there are forces bigger than the forces that are coming against us. And as the Bible says, if God is with us, who shall be against us? So we need to lean on that. I speak an awful lot about faith because I think faith is one of the most important ingredients of having a successful life. Because if you don't have faith, you just don't have anything. So I would encourage you today to just reflect on your faith and let your faith swell up. Let it grow. Use your faith. Use it every day. Use your faith in every situation. Because as I said before, no matter what, Jesus still did die for you. And God did create you. And God loves you. And when we come back, I'm going to take the show in a little bit different direction. I'm going to talk about bartering and maybe kind of getting some little groups together to help us get us through all these hard times. I'll be back after this. I want to thank Jim Calhoun for being so willing to to help me out in this ministry out at this time to help produce at least one program per week for Truth to Ponder. 
you'll never know, Jim will never fully understand how just having this one day of not having to fully prepare a radio show has meant to me during this very busy time. Now, this week in particular, we've been working long hours on on working on a, on a transmitter project I'll be telling you more about uh, very, very soon. If you believe in this ministry, and I, I think over this past, what, going into our 15th month now, how you have faithfully supported this program. And we have so many opportunities now that we didn't even have six months ago or a year ago. I don't want to miss those opportunities. If you believe in our work and how we're trying to not just grow this work, but help other ministries grow as well. This is not about me and my ego. This is about the work of God's kingdom, our Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. Will you support us? You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 3248, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. Zip code is 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Reverend Fish, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Jonah. Well, you know the story. The prophet who went against God or went against his will ran away. He went onto a ship and was thrown overboard. And you read, it says, the Lord sent a great fish. But in the original Hebrew, it doesn't say that quite. It reads a little differently. It says, the Lord ordained a great fish. The Hebrew is, the Lord ordained a great fish. Now, this wasn't just your average fish. Obviously, this was seminary material. Now, true, the fish had never been to Bible college, but nevertheless, it was ordained, probably a great shark. This is probably the only ordained shark you'll ever meet. But it was a minister of God. Having an ordained shark is a good thing. I mean, when a shark ministers, you listen up. So God has ordained sharks, not just in Jonah's life, but in yours too. How so? Well, if you saw a shark come in your way, you'd probably see it as a big problem. And there are many sharks in your lives, problems, threats, challenges, things which they look like they're going to swallow you up and generally make your life miserable. But the cool thing is the shark was ordained. The shark did swallow Jonah, but it was used not to hurt him, but to bring him back to God's will to fulfill his calling and bless his life. The shark was ordained to minister to Jonah. So in your life, these problems are really ordained fishes. God promises he'll work all things for good. So what looks like a problem, not really. It's ordained to minister to you and bring you good from it, to bring strength and faith and patience and growth and new beginnings. So don't fear the problem. Just see it. Don't just see it as a shark. See it for what it is, an ordained shark. It's a fish fresh from seminary sent with a mission to be your minister. Want more? Ask for lessons from the fish. Now, how do you like to receive some special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week? Updates on Israel and prophecy. And a free subscription to Sapphires, the incredible book, The Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. How? Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y E 
S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Wednesday get-together for the program Truth to Ponder. Before I bring Jim Calhoun back to the microphone, just want to share a couple of things that are going on this week. Working on a transmitter project, you've heard about this if you're a regular listener. My wife and I, we are back in Florida. We are here as I said before, for an extended period of time. We didn't really know what to expect when we came to Florida. But we knew the time had come. We'd been away for an extended period up in Georgia. And, you know, God willing, we'll be back there sometime, maybe in the spring. We'll see right now. I knew that there was this project regarding a transmitter for WRMI to to add some coverage and reach that we've not had before for this program and hopefully others like this program. I really believe, listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am a true believer in the power of shortwave. A lot of people say, oh, Bobby, you need to do video. You need to be on on the internet with video. A lot of people are beginning to discover some bandwidth limitations (laughs) to all that video. Maybe we'll increase a footprint of audio I'm looking into that. I'm looking at helping out another ministry. We'll talk about that later this week again in trying to establish both their video and audio presence, plus some other audio projects I've had, and increasing shortwave. We're living in a very precarious and different time. And I, even though I'm 67, if God grants me a few more years to get his work done for the kingdom, Just pray for me because I want to use what talents I have because the church is in dire need. The body of Christ needs information. This mass hypnosis we talked about the other day is only going to come to an end when truth is what prevails in our world. Right now, back to the program and here again, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. And it's always a joy to speak to the folks here because the Truth to Ponder audience is a very thoughtful audience. And they come here to get encouraged. They come here for facts and truth and information. And Bob Bierman gives you that every show. And I do my best to live up to the name of the show, Truth to Ponder. Now, I said I was going to take the show in a little bit different direction, and so I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to talk about bartering. Now, you might wonder, well, what does bartering have to do with the first half of the show? I did mention the first part of the show that we may be forced to have our own society. The people who believe, the people who have faith, might have to do business among ourselves because we don't know what this satanic 
mess that's worldwide, we don't know what they're going to mandate. And I know I, for one, am a free man. And I'm not going to take any vaccine for anybody. I'm just not going to do it. And it's not going to work if you try to starve me out or try to freeze me out. Because I have the knowledge to how to survive without grocery stores and without power companies. And I have my own broadcast called the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And I talk about those things all the time. How to survive without the society as we know it. Because I think these people who are in control right now, the tyrants, I truly think that they will start cutting off people's ability to buy food. Maybe not in the United States. But I know in Australia, that society is in really bad trouble right now, and so is Canada. And I don't think we're very far behind. So my whole show is geared around helping people survive hard times. And you can find my show on Spreaker, Anchor, PodPage, PodPoint, and also on Truth to Ponder Radio. And I do have a radio station in Utah, KYAH that I do my show on weekends called The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Quite often I talk about the possibility of us being cut off from grocery stores and power companies and so forth. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but the way the world is right now, it might. So I think we need to learn how to barter. And I think the ability to barter with other Christians and people of faith is going to be essential. I'm kind of on a big experiment right now. I didn't mean it to be an experiment. It just happened. Is that I've been trying to go to a bartering economy personally for quite some time. And I put up lots of hay. And hay prices are up there quite a bit right now. And so I've had people say, wow, you're probably making lots of money because the hay price is really good right now. And I just have to tell them, well, no, because that is my pay is the hay. When I do hay on someone's property, I get paid with hay. And I feed the hay to my cows. And so I work all summer, just cash out for repairs, cash out for oil, cash out for gas. Every time I turn around, I'm buying something and cash out, cash out, cash out. The only thing that's coming in is what I'm bartering for. It's hay. And then I take the hay and I feed it to the cows and I watch them eat it. Actually, my job right now consists of being paid with bartering. I don't make any money from my daily efforts. And when you work as hard as I do, putting in 12 to 14 hour days every day and don't see any money coming in, it can get a little rough. But when I see the newborn calves and I see my herd growing, I know that God has given me an increase. And I have faith that God's going to watch over me. And I have this faith because God always has watched over me. And I have a suspicion he's always watched over you as well. So I have this great big bartering experiment going on right now. And I'll keep you informed as well as I can of just how well that's going. You may wonder, well, how do you pay your utility bills? Well, I don't have any utility bills. I'm totally off-grid. I'm totally self-sufficient. 
And I think bartering helps you be self-sufficient. I don't think people can just automatically do what I'm doing because I've been heading this direction for many years. And I've been influenced by people who were independent thinkers, people that marched to their own drummer. Those are the people that influenced me and the people that I listened to. And so the corporate world and the world of big money and finance and having a big bank account has never appealed to me because I don't judge my life and my success or my failure on how much money that I've made. I, money doesn't mean that much to me. I know that there's nothing that's a substitute for money when you need money. I realize that. But I've never spent my life chasing money because I know where the true value is. And money is just a score. But it's not the game. The game of life is one thing. The scoring of the life is another. And if you spend your life trying to rack up this big score, this big bank account, you just might lose sight of the fact that there's a much bigger picture. But I do think there's things that people can do to start bartering in baby steps. And my daughter-in-law, who I think is one of the smartest daughter-in-laws in the world, not because she's my daughter-in-law, just because she's very smart, is finding items that are easy to carry, small items, items that people need or want to the point where they'll trade for them. And so she's taken some money and buying some items that she knows that more likely than not, she'll find people that are going to want these items enough that she'll be able to barter with them. And so I think you should look at your community and look at your circle of friends and ask yourself, what would these people want if they couldn't get it? And I'm not saying go out and hoard because that's evil. Hoarding is just awful. But if you can keep a few things around that are real easy to put in your pocket and take out and barter for, things as simple as matchbooks or lighters that you can barter with for food or other things, there's going to be needs out there that need to be met. And you might be able to meet their needs, and they might be able to meet yours. There's some of you out there that are excellent at sewing. That's something you can barter. You can barter tailor-made clothes for lots of things. There's people out there that have gardens. They can barter food. There are people out there that are expert wood carvers or carpenters. There's expert roofers out there and mechanics and welders. What you need to do is find like-minded believers and barter with them. Start some barter groups. If you have a group of 20 or so people that you can barter with, chances are you're going to be able to get almost anything you want without having to spend any money. It'll cost you some time, and it might cost you some goods, but it won't cost any money, not if you barter. I recommend that everyone out there start honing their skills and learn how to barter and learn how to navigate through a world without any money. I use Australia quite a bit as an example. 
because I think Australia is their starting point. They disarmed Australia several years ago. And so that society has no way to overthrow any tyrants because they have no guns. That's one reason why the United States is faring better, is because we do have the means to replace a tyrannical government. But that said, I think what happens in Australia is going to happen in England, in Canada, and eventually in the United States. And in Australia, they're shutting off people's bank accounts. So if they do that here, how are you going to survive if you can't barter? If you just automatically give in and say, okay, I'll submit, I'll submit, and just run and do whatever they tell you to do, what does that mean for your faith? What does that mean for your stance or your rights? It doesn't do you any good to go against your character, and it doesn't do you any good to give in. Having extra food allows you to barter probably much easier than anything else. But again, I have to say, hoarding is a bad thing, so please don't hoard. But if you need some protein and you have some potatoes, you can trade your potatoes for substances that have protein. There's lots of things you can do if you have a group of people that you trust that you can trade with. And also, you can have lots of fun trading and bartering with people, and you can have groups that do that. You can do that for survival as well as have it be a hobby. And so you can put a very positive feeling towards it. And tying the bartering in with the first part of the show is if you're bartering with people or bartering with a group of people, then you don't feel so isolated, you don't feel so alone, and you don't feel so helpless because you're doing something that's going to have a direct influence on your future. Instead of blowing around like a leaf in the breeze, you actually will have some control. And when you boil it all down, this group of tyrants, all they want is control. They want total control over everything you do, everything you hear, everything you say. They want control of your money, your life. And now they're coming for the children to vaccinate them. They just want control over everything. And getting a group of people to barter with takes a very big part of that control away. I mentioned earlier that I don't pay any utility bills because I create my own power and I heat my house with wood and I do everything that I can to be self-sufficient. And I'm also fairly self-sufficient in food. And so if the tyrants threaten me with cutting my power off, that has no effect. They can't cut off something that they don't have control on. If they think they're going to starve me out, They can't, because God has created food for us naturally everywhere. So I take advantage of what I call God's garden, and all summer long, I harvest native plants that the Native American Indians once used when they had this area. I'm now harvesting those same plants. And sometimes my food might seem a little different, 
but it's just as good, just as tasty, just as nutritious as anything else. Matter of fact, since it's all organic and natural, it's actually more nutritious and it's safer because there's no GMO and I know where it came from. And the tyrants want power and they have no power over my food. They have no power over my life other than mandating things that are unconstitutional or trying to push things at me that are against my principle, but they can't force me to. And that's something that I think we all need to strive to be is more independent. The more independent we are, the freer we are the more rights we're able to maintain for ourselves. And knowing that our rights come from Almighty God and not from any man is key here. You need to not let man take away your rights because man did not give them to you. They do not belong to tyrants. They do not belong to the government. Your rights belong to you is another blessing from Almighty God. And that's another thing to be thankful for, is your rights, is your life, is your freedom. Because that came to humanity with a huge price. Blood needed to be shed. And Jesus shed that blood. And so we have lots of things to be thankful for. We have lots of things to lean on. We have lots of things to help encourage our faith. And it seems like all too often we willingly surrender our faith or surrender our joy or surrender our rights or anything else that we should hold dear. We surrender it to people just because that person demands that we surrender it to them. And as a Christian, I'm not going to oblige you If you want me to surrender my Christianity, I'm not going to surrender my freedom. I'm not going to surrender my faith. I'm not going to surrender any of that. And I'm in a position better than most to be able to hold fast to that. Now, I hope my message today helps encourage you to know that you're loved, encourage you to know that there are other systems out there. Just because the government has put together systems over the last century or so makes us dependent on the model of buying and selling through traditional methods. Traditional meaning the modern traditional way of going through stores and using money and banking and stock market. All of that, the stock market, the banking system, the food supply system, all of that has only been around for about 125 to 150 years. Before that, for centuries, mankind has bartered. There was a whole other system. And so I'm going to make this sound really simple. But if we start reverting back to the way your great-great-grandparents conducted their life, and they called that life normal, and they had successful, happy lives, there's no reason why... We can't do the same thing that was done for thousands of years. And some societies still do that. And that's to barter and be self-sufficient. 
And I hope that my message of joy and hope and love and God's love for you and the message that I want you to reach out and share that with people, I hope that resonates. And also the second half of the show, I hope it resonates that I want each of you to become as self-sufficient as you can. And know that you're not blazing any new trail. You're just doing something your ancestors did. You may not know how to do it. You may not have a clue. But everything can be started with baby steps. And so the first thing to do is just talk to people. Find out who might be interested in starting a little bartering group. Take baby steps. Don't get discouraged. Know that you're not alone. We can come together as a family of God, and we can protect each other, watch out for each other's back, love each other, encourage each other, and we can keep each other well-fed and safe, and most of all, loved. God's blessings are everywhere, and today I was blessed with a new baby calf. I knew that this cow was going to have a calf soon but I didn't realize she was going to have it as soon as she did. I didn't have her isolated. I had her just with the group. And it kind of shocked me when I looked out and saw this beautiful baby calf out there that was just born. I thought, wow, I missed that. Because usually I can tell within a week or so when they're going to be born. And I told myself just yesterday, I thought she would calve in about 8 to 10 days. That shows you what I know, because she just got through calving. But it's a beautiful little heifer calf, and God blessed me with that, and God blesses me every day with all sorts of things. And it seems like the circle of life is just such a miracle. And I take joy when God blesses me. I take joy when he doesn't, but I sure prefer having him bless me than him not. I take joy in God whether he blesses me or not. And today being blessed with this newborn calf was very wonderful. It made it really nice for me to go in and do the show. And it gave me a nice positive motivation. And that's very refreshing to me, considering all the things in the world that I have to look at to try to put together a show. There's so much evil out there that after a while you feel like that's all there is out there. And something as natural and simple as a birth can bring everything in perspective. That God's in control. God is wonderful. And there's many blessings out there. And the things that are happening today are going to pass away. In the future, there's going to be new challenges, new things that come up, new enemies, new friends. I'm going to close the show today with a thought that I got from a philosopher named Earl Nightingale. I'm going to give him credit. But it's so profound. And it's something that God has done for us. The most powerful thing that God ever created and gave to man is the human mind. Every time you look out and see anything at all that was made by man, whether it be a stove, 
a door, a car, a ceiling fan, the carpet. All of that was conceived by the mind of man. And so everything you're looking at was somebody's dream. So every man-made item you ever look at is someone's dream come true. And they were all conceived with the mind of man. And never, ever forget this powerful thing that God created, the mind of man. You own one. You are equipped with the most powerful thing God ever created for man. You have in your possession. And so till next time, I want to tell everyone, be safe, be well, be strong, and most of all, replace your fear with faith. And I'd like to thank Bob Beerman for having me back on Truth to Ponder. And so, Bob, thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for for stepping up to the plate and helping us out here in the program, Truth to Ponder, on this Wednesday edition. If you hadn't noticed, it's been several weeks now that I've had I've had Jim as a guest on the Wednesday Wednesday program. It, it's been making things easier on me to use a day or two ahead of time to prepare Monday and Tuesday, and then have a little bit of time with this work on the transmitter that I'm dealing with right now. It's taking a tremendous amount of time, and I'm not often at a decent studio location, so we try to put the radio program together as best as we can uh, during this time. Most of this month of November is going to be consumed with that transmitter project, and I hope to be able to tell you a lot more maybe as soon as maybe next week. Also, I I really feel very led to help out the best that I can. A a friend of mine who I worked with at another ministry a number of years ago, who God has opened the door to open and build his own ministry. He's a young guy. He'll need your prayer. That We're talking about Edward Zoll. And the Lord has just delivered to him the most incredible workspace. And I pray to be able to help him maximize that massive space for God's work. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider helping us pay for the airtime? I'm the unpaid employee. And our mailing address, by the way, if you make out a check, make it out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address, and I want to thank you for supporting us, is 5753. Highway 85 North, that's 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number 2, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.